This is Weekly Woman by Jubilance for PMS. Hi everyone, it's Alice Cash with Weekly Woman, presented by Jubilance for PMS, and I'm so happy that you're here today. On the podcast today, we're talking about living through this whole year in pandemic times and chatting with the amazing Megan Soffer, the Digital and Content Marketing Director for True Dark. They're the pioneers of those glasses that you wear to counteract blue light, something we all need as we stare at our screens this year. And Megan has an amazing story herself. She was living in Washington, D.C., and after college, she went on a road trip across America with her two Huskies, who are doggy influencers, and found herself in Seattle and fell in love with the city. We're talking about working from home, life on the road, true dark, and being in our 30s. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsor. First, we have to give it up for our sponsor, Jubilance for PMS, the only supplement on the market to help relieve your emotional PMS symptoms. This supplement is produced by a woman-run company and is the only clinically tried supplement on the market for the emotional side of PMS. Just think if you could stop all the stressing and those anxieties that accompany PMS. It's totally possible with a supplement you take once a day. Learn more if Jubilance is right for you at jubilance.com. We're now past the year mark of living life in a pandemic. Are you one of those people who is celebrating your birthday twice? I was one of them. My birthday was at the end of March, and I had just had my second virtual birthday party. And I really hope we won't get to a third. I don't think so. Thank goodness. But if you want something unique to do for a virtual party, whether it be for a birthday or just to liven things up during this crazy year, I recommend getting your friends together and planning out the timing of your party. Since Zoom only allows one person to talk at once, it's best when you have a clear schedule of what you're going to do. For my 30th birthday last week, I had a virtual cooking class with my friends. We started off the night introducing ourselves, answering a fun icebreaker question. If you were to fight in a wrestling ring, what would be your walkout song? And then we went into making chocolate mousse. I sent out a list of ingredients and every piece of kitchen equipment everyone needed during my cooking class. I then used my computer to be a regular camera pointing at me and my table where I could make the mousse. And then I trained my phone's camera on my bowl so my guests could see what I was doing. We went through the mousse and then you need about 30 minutes to an hour to allow your chocolate mousse to set in the fridge. So I created a quiz about French cooking to keep everyone entertained. I had every moment planned, and I think that's what made the party on Zoom most successful. It kept everyone engaged, and when we were waiting in between moments during the cooking, I asked people fun questions like, who would you choose to be your imaginary friend from history? The answers were awesome. Highly recommend you ask your friends. When we get back, we're talking to Megan Soffer. You don't want to miss her managing my stress levels. I take on way too much, I do way too many things, and every year I tell myself I'm going to do less and less. But I always seem to not meet that goal every year. I've removed no stress from my life. There is um, too much to do. If you're also trying to remove stress from your life, the only thing that has helped me immensely, more than anything, has been jubilance. This PMS supplement is a lifesaver, and most of the stress that I have to deal with is on my period, and it helps me keep my cool, find my peace, and deal with my stress and manage it better. 
But now that I have Jubilance to help me with all this dress, I was able to get everything I need to get done. I am not overwhelmed and I can finally put this all away and just enjoy what 2021 has to bring. We kind of just start off with some more fun questions. Uh, can you talk about maybe a TV show you've binged during COVID? Oh my gosh, I've probably binged 10 shows during COVID. Yeah. <laughs> um, the one that I most recently finished that is, I think, my favorite, it's called Night Shift. Huh. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. It's not on TV anymore. It's from like okay. 2014, 2015. Huh. It's about, um, military people who become EMTs, paramedics in San Antonio. And I'm based in Texas, so it actually feels really close and my significant others in the military. So I could relate to it on a whole different level. And I was very into it. <laughs> well, that's really cool. I love seeing shows that like kind of like take place in your area. I'm from New York City, so there's a lot of them, but yeah. it, it's always fun to be like, I know that place. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. Totally. Are you near San Antonio then? No, so uh, we're actually based in a city called Wiley, uh, huh. Texas, northeast of Dallas. So if you're not from the area, you probably wouldn't have heard of it other than Wiley Coyote, <laughs> um, which we do have, yeah. but um, that's not necessarily what we're known for. But we're northeast of Dallas in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And um, yeah, it's about five hours from San Antonio, but that's where my partners based. So oh, cool. very familiar with it. Great. And what is widely known for then? You know, I'm actually not even from Texas myself. So oh. I'm, and we just moved here in October. So oh my God. Yeah. I'm actually from East coast, Washington, DC area. Moved oh, cool. Worked for true dark came down to Texas for him. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm figuring it out, but I, I know Dallas is well known for restaurants. It's downtown area, art district. It's also where JFK was assassinated. Uh, so there's there's a lot of history in Dallas, um, but I'm still learning the area. Yeah, that's gotta be really tough, like moving during COVID. Um, but well, I guess Texas has opened up a lot more than most places. They, yeah, they have, but I was one of the fortunate ones um, in that I transitioned before COVID happened. So, oh, okay. Even within True Dark, uh, just because of our situation and we move relative to military events, um, I was given permission to actually work from home remotely a year before COVID started. So, I've been doing this for almost two years now. And oh my I gosh. work from home routine down. <laughs> yeah. How did you do it? I mean, I feel like everyone's kind of figured it out now, but um, what, what are your tips for working from home? So I'm telling you the stars aligned. I would have never been able to know this had I not gone through it. Um, but, you know, True Dark's based in Seattle on the West Coast. I live in Texas on the central time zone. So I'm two hours ahead of them. And what I've learned to do is make my mornings all about me because I'm two hours ahead. So I actually have that time to do what I need to do, whether it's walk my dogs, work out, read, or whatever it is, I make my mornings about me and it puts me in a better mood <laughs> the rest of the day. Um, but it also helps center me. So I'm able to focus more. I have more energy, I'm more focused. Um, I'm not worrying about time constraints because I'm actually given the gift of time in a sense. Wow, that's great. That's so ambitious too, of like working out in the morning. 
Um, I, it, was, it was a mind shift for me because I used uh, to work out at night, but I've actually found I have more energy during the day when I work out in the morning. And huh. that's actually a whole different conversation that we talk about at True Dark related to circadian rhythms and chronotypes. Everyone's different. Some people are more productive at night or some people are more productive in the day. You have to figure out what works best for you. Wow, that's so interesting. And can you talk a little bit more about True Dark? What, what exactly is it so our listeners can kind of understand? Oh yeah, so oh, I could talk about True Dark all day. So in, in one sentence, True Dark makes light-based light technology solutions that help you leverage healthy light or block out junk light so that you can be healthier in a sense. So, um, you know, we're spending more time indoors. We're looking at screens more. So we have eyewear that blocks out the harmful blue light that's coming back at us right now as we talk to each other through these screens, or as you roll over in bed to check your email, as you watch TV, as you're doing other Zoom calls throughout the day. Um, that's not what the human body was designed to do. We were supposed to be living according to distinct light dark cycles. You know, the sun ascends and descends every day. Um, but now the lights are on all the time. Society has shifted to keeping some kind of light on, which is not what the body was designed to be exposed to all the time. So our eyewear helps block out what we call junk light. Mm. But then we have a subset of products called True Light. They're, they're labeled as True Light products and they leverage healthy light for healthier living. So that's LED light therapy devices. It's new forward thinking light bulbs that emit red light to support melatonin production at nighttime. Uh -huh. It's um, night lights and flashlights that have a similar setting where if you're out camping and you need to see your tent at night, but you don't want to, you know, disrupt your sleep or the wildlife nearby, you have a little portable flashlight that emits red light that illuminates the area around you, but still supports your melatonin production. Huh, that's so interesting. I had never heard of red light before. And how did you guys get into this? Like finding, like finding the circadian ry rhythm for everyone and deciding to create these glasses. It's a, it's a brand new concept. Yeah, so, well, or not brand new. It is and it isn't. So they're, the very first blue blockers came out in the 80s. And, 80s, oh my God. And okay. if you look at them, people who knew what they were, they would remember clunky orange, big glasses, huh. which it was part of a NASA initiative initially, but a lot, we've learned a lot since then. So those were orange lenses that blocked out basically too much blue light during the day and not enough at nighttime. So our founder, Dave Asprey, what he wanted to do was sort of refine the technology. He wanted to provide a solution that actually mimicked what your circadian rhythm was supposed to do. So if you look at your hormone uh, levels, you know, your cortisol should be going like this and melatonin should be the exact opposite. In the morning, your cortisol goes up, melatonin goes down. The inverse of that happens at nighttime. So more melatonin at night helps you sleep. But if you're staring at your screens, then you're actually telling your body, no, it's still daytime outside, don't go to sleep yet. So Dave wanted to create 
what we call a 24-hour solution. It's a true daytime and nighttime solution where we have a subset of glasses that promote uh, better energy, better focus, um, arguably better mood during the day by blocking out a certain percentage of blue light only. So blue light cues circadian responses in the body. And a lot of research went into finding out which wavelengths need to be blocked because not all blue light is bad, oh. but some blue light is bad. So oh, interesting. Start getting into the weeds. So just tell me if I should slow down. Oh, this is so interesting. So the sun produces natural blue light. So we're not saying all blue light is bad, but there are specific wavelengths that are good versus bad and the timing of the day matters. So there are certain responses during the, the daytime that you'll get from up to 490 nanometers. That's ideal um, where you get the peak circadian responses. So that's knowing when to wake up, when to eat, when to exercise, when to be most productive, things like that. Um, the harmful blue light, that's shorter wavelengths that are more intense that zap your energy basically. They're more, it's more intense than what your body was designed to handle, more intense than what you would get from sunlight. And that's in conventional LEDs, fluorescence, any digital device with LED screens. Oh, there he is. Hello. Hi, <laughs> Kitty. What's her, what's her name? Uh, his name is Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. That's so cute. Black with gold eyes. And <gasps> my boyfriend is a Steelers fan, so. Perfect. <laughs> um, so the daytime glasses basically mimic what you would otherwise be exposed to during the daytime when you were outside. So it, it, we have clear and yellow lenses. The clears block 40, oh, watch your tail, buddy. Clear lenses block 40% of blue light. The yellow lenses block 75 and 75 is the max that you want to block during the daytime. Oh. So if you block too much, if you block a hundred, for example, which the orange lenses do, then you're telling your body it's dark, it's dark outside and it's nighttime. You actually need to go to sleep. So if you're wearing lenses that are too dark, you might feel more tired during the day than you should. So then at nighttime, we have what we call twilights, which are nighttime glasses and they are darker and they actually block a broader spectrum of what we call junk light. So it's not only the intense blue light, it's also green and violet light. Studies over the past decade have shown that this entire spectrum can actually make it harder to fall and stay asleep. So the color of the lens matters and these lenses are red. Huh. So there's, there's no orange lenses whatsoever. It goes from clear and yellow for daytime to red for nighttime. And they tell your body, um, it, it basically sends a cue to your brain. It's dark outside start to wind down, start producing melatonin, relax, and get ready to sleep. And who should be wearing these glasses? When do they, when do they start wearing them? So we get this question a lot. It really depends on your lifestyle. And I mean, you could argue anyone can benefit. So if you're, if someone says, which glasses should I start out with? When do I start wearing them? My first question is, well, what's a bigger issue issue for you right now? Do you have trouble focusing? Do you get digital eye strain during the day? Or is sleep your number one issue that you're trying to fix right now? 
And a lot of people tend to focus on sleep. They feel like they have a hard time sleeping. They end up with that wired and tired feeling. Um, and I say, okay, start with the twilights. That's going to prepare your body for the next day. So if you sleep well, if you have a good bedtime routine, you're going to feel better in the morning. And so typically we say wear the twilights 30 to 90 minutes before you want to fall asleep. Mm. With that said, um, there's a lot of dependencies here. You'll start to notice, you'll, you'll notice that as I keep talking, that depends on how many stimulants you've had throughout the day. So if you're drinking coffee at 8 p.m., you might need to wear your glasses <laughs> longer. If you are staying up watching TV, you might need to wear your glasses longer. Uh. But I can tell you, sometimes I put on a show and I don't even last five minutes. I've been wearing these glasses for three years now, and my body is used to it. Um, if I travel and I'm staying in a hotel, I might need them for an hour, maybe. Uh. Um, but it, it depends on the variables, what stimulants you've had throughout the day. Um, for daytime glasses, you want blue light during the day, but if you're sitting under artificial light or you're staring at a screen from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. or whatever it is, use your judgment. You know, if you know that you're going to start having eye strain at 10 a.m., you can wear your glasses in the daytime because you're not blocking out all the blue. You're just preventing overexposure, essentially. Oh, interesting. Um, and then, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I, so I, how did you hook up with True Dark to begin with? You said you started wearing these three years ago. You've been in marketing for them for um, a while now. And I know you've been in marketing before this. Can you talk a little bit about your journey? Yes. Um, it feels like so long ago now, but it's, it's, uh, it's a long and short, short story. So I kind of felt into it by having a passion project that snowballed. So when I was in college, I was in a new place. I didn't know anybody and I was looking for a creative outlet. Um, I was, I, I've always been very intense in the sense that, you know, I was a straight A student. I played sports. I was an only child. So I, I always felt like I needed to reach a certain bar and then push it, but I didn't have a lot of creative outlets or things that I just enjoyed for the sake of enjoying. Wow. So when I was in college, I got a camera. I had two dogs. Uh, they're both Huskies. Um, perfect subjects to take photos of, right? Yes. And I just started taking pictures and Instagram had just come out at that time. Or oh, not. okay. Started sharing their photos. Um, I kind of used the platform as my diary in a way. Uh, and it just, a few followers turned into hundreds, then thousands. And then I started having companies approach me to work with them. So we started working with a lot of um, pet and outdoor lifestyle brands uh, showing off, you know, collars, um, tents, clothing, dog food, um, you name it. it. Outdoor lifestyle was kind of our thing. Um, and we, we bounced around a little bit because I went to college in Austin, Texas, mm -hmm. but I was from the East Coast. And then I knew I wanted to move to the Pacific Northwest. And it was around that time too, that I had seen the movie Wild. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but. I, I know of it. I haven't seen it. I know like the Pacific 
Trail, Pacific Coast Trail, right? Uh, yes. So uh, it's a story by Cheryl Strayed, and she had Reese Witherspoon playing her in the movie. Um, my story is not identical to hers, but I kind of had my wild moment where I, I just kind of wanted to leave what I was comfortable with and just try something different, be alone with my thoughts and figure out what I wanted my next chapter of life to look like. Cool. And so I, I had saved up, I had accrued a lot of time from the job that I was working at. I, I accrued vacation and I'm like, I need to take a break. Um, I'm going to get in my car for the next month with my dogs and drive cross country and figure out what I want. Awesome. And so that's what I did. Um, I, I, I don't even know if I could do that right now. I feel like <laughs> I'm so used to being a homebody now. Yeah. But, um, at the time it was just what I needed. I, I continued taking photos with the dogs, working with brands along the way. So I was on vacation, but I was kind of milking the opportunities awesome. as I came. Um, and yeah, I learned a lot from that. And as I started applying to jobs, more jobs out of college, um, I just, I, so it was interesting. I asked my first boss why he hired me because I was so young at the time. And he actually told me the person I was competing with had seven years of experience, whereas I had basically none. I was coming right out of college. Mm -hmm. And yes, I was cheaper, but at the same time, he said, you're going to bring something different, something that we haven't done before. Social media was still growing and uh. the platforms were still emerging. And I had already kind of shown success on a platform with the dogs and they were a nonprofit and they were like, we need someone to market us because we're a nonprofit and it's really hard. Mm -hmm. And so I learned a lot from the dogs. I brought that to my first job. And then at that point, I kind of realized I don't want to be on the East Coast anymore. I, I want to be in an environment where I have a little bit more creative freedom. Mm -hmm. And in, I'm trying not to give too many details there in the sense I, I wanted to grow and I knew that I had outgrown that position but I didn't know where to go next. And it was kind of like something was pulling me to the West coast. I didn't know what it was, Cool. but it was after I did my cross country trip, I made the decision to move there. And I initially worked for a SaaS company, a software company right in downtown Seattle. And I very quickly figured out that that was not who I was. Um, a lot of people moved to Seattle and work for software companies that's what the downtown downtown area is. Oh. I knew I wanted to be in health and wellness because what kind of spurred that cross country trip before I went was that I I had had shingles at eighteen, which is almost unheard oh, of. God. And like my anxiety level was just crazy. So part of using the platform with the dogs and sharing both photos and writing, not only was it brand marketing from the public standpoint, but it was catharsis for me. Mm -hmm. And it just, to me, it made sense to find something that made me feel like I could be myself. So when I showed up to work, I wanted to be myself and contribute what I'm good at without having to, I don't know, lay down values or morals or fit into a box. And 
wellness looks different for everyone, but to me, I, I knew that that was kind of the path I wanted to go because having grown up in Washington, DC, it's, you know, politics, government, software, engineering. Um, it just wasn't me. I wanted to do something a little bit more creative. I liked the idea of moving into health and wellness. It made me feel calmer just moving into that industry. So um, awesome. applied when I saw an application for True Dark and it's, it seemed kind of mysterious. I didn't really know a lot about Dave at the time. I didn't know where the company was going, but they said they were new. And they were like, if you like avocados, you're probably gonna like it here. And, um, <laughs> what a great line. Just, they were, their application description was very memorable to me. And I showed up, my interview was supposed to be an hour, ended up being three. I felt like I found my people. Uh -huh. And I, I just felt like they were giving me room to be myself, but grow into myself in a way. And I just jumped in and it, that's really all it was. That's how it started. It was by chance, the stars aligned. Wow. That's amazing. And when you went cross country, did you make it to Seattle? So you knew like, I want to be here. I, so I tried to hit as many landmarks, forests, parks as I could. So we cool. went from, Northern Virginia, through Midwest, up to Canada, all the way to Tofino on Vancouver Island, and then all the way down the West Coast and then back East. That's so we, amazing. Yeah, we covered the whole, well, we covered good ground. And I, I also liked the idea with Seattle, you can be near the city for work, but then you're only an hour away from parks. So. Mm -hmm. I liked having that balance at the time, um, but now my dogs are seniors and they like to just be couch potatoes with me. Aww. So we've kind of evolved since then too. But yeah, at the time, Seattle just felt like the place. And like I said, it was stars aligned. I couldn't have prescribed it for myself 10 years ago or told anyone do this because now I like where I live too. Mm -hmm. But I felt like everything happened for a reason. Wow, that's great. What an interesting story of just <laughs> really the stars aligned and you found this company that was perfect for you. Yeah. Um, and perfect in wellness um, and like, like ready to bring that anxiety down just like with these glasses that you wear, which is amazing. Yes. yes. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the thing too. I really wanted to be in a place where there was going to be room to grow because I think it's important to contribute and learn at the same time. So since I had never worked in health and wellness before this, I had worked in telecom, nonprofit. Um, I had worked in government before. I wanted something different. And I feel like every day is different. I'm learning, I'm growing, and you can't really ask for much more than that, you know? Yeah, that's amazing, Megan. Um, what a what a cool story. Um, and then something that we always ask on the podcast is, uh, what is your definition of womanhood? So it's funny that you ask this because I'm 30. So I'm at a point where I'm really actually asking myself what that means, because I look around and I see people having kids, getting married and following, you know, kind of traditional ways um, of being. And I 
kind of move solo in a way. I mean, I have my partner and I, we are together. We have our animals and work is a huge part of both of our identities. And I enjoy that. So I don't think that there's one definition, but what I've been learning myself and what I think is happening for a lot of women is that they're learning how to not put themselves into one bucket. So it's kind of this art of being strong and soft, showing up and being kind and compassionate, but knowing how to set boundaries and stand up for themselves and going after what they want, but still being understanding. And I mean, even from day to day, I catch myself and I'm like, Ooh, I rushed into that thought or why did I assume that they thought that about me or uh, you know, kind of, I'm being more mindful about how I want to show up in the world as opposed to necessarily the things that I have, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I think that's really interesting that you're saying like about putting yourself in like different buckets and mm-hmm. how like we're this thing and we're this thing, we're this thing and we're this thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I, I think that's like something that we do need to be mindful of, of like, uh, like understanding ourselves as women, but also not, exactly uh, not compromising on that. Exactly. And I, I think, you know, because I am at this age where I'll go to the dog park and someone will say, so when are you having kids? And I'm thinking, well, I don't know. <laughs> you know? I don't need the answer to that. <laughs> well, like you clearly thought about it, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm living day to day and I love it. And I'm just trying to, you know, show up and be kind, but that also be kind to myself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh-huh. that's, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm working on practicing that, um, but it's, it's become more prominent in my life, just being mindful of it, I would say within the past couple of years. I think, I think that's great, like being kind to yourself, showing up and being kind to yourself. I think that's something our listeners can really take away from this. Um, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had done that sooner. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Um, I'm turning 30 next week, actually, and I'm like a little oh. scared of that question as well. But happy <laughs> we'll early birthday! What? Happy early birthday! Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Megan, how can listeners find out more about True Dark? Just go to TrueDark.com. It is T-R-U-E-D-A-R-K.com. Amazing. And do you still have your Instagram with your doggies, your huskies? I do. Uh, it's funny we just posted today about a um, pet portrait that they received where they look like renaissance animals it's so cool what? that's amazing um, so their names are Maya and Ava and their account is M-A-Y-A and A-V-A oh my gosh okay Maya and Ava incredible <laughs> I will be looking that up right now <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah well thank you so much for being on today it was such a pleasure to get to talk to you I really appreciate the time. Um, it's not often people want to know about me. My story really starts with the dogs, so I end up talking about them most of the time, but I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm.